0: Welcome to Empowered Returns, a show that surfaces forward-thinking real estate advice that investors and developers need to help them invest smarter and build better. All right, welcome to Empowered Returns. I'm excited to have uh, Chris Arnold and Bryant Hughes from Authentic. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having having us. Yeah, I'm excited to have you guys in the Charles Gate Gate headquarters in uh, Charles Gate's podcast studio. Mm, right. And I'm going to dive in with the most important important question to start right here, which is, uh, well, Chris tells me the magic sauce of the partnership, Brian, is yeah. your experience at uh, Clown College. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm a semi-professional juggler uh, on the side. Also nice. has some unicycle talents and uh, was an amateur magician. Wow. Yeah. Mm.
0: Incredible. Yeah. Unicycle too. That was not part of the pre-prep call. So now, no. I, now I know. I it's added, added talent. It's kind of all of the right? Uh, talents. Yeah. Right. Anything else we need to learn about you before uh, we dive in?
1: No. I should probably also say that that was all a lie. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that out publicly. <laughs>
0: I've
2: okay. seen it on video, so you can't actually say that because yeah. it's uh, it's out there somewhere. Yeah, the, right. it's a half on, truth. on social media, it's yeah. a half truth.
0: I'm gonna send you some uh, you know fire sticks in the mail and just yeah. have you kind of do a Torches. YouTube video for us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Awesome, Networks. awesome. Nice. Good. Well, actually, maybe we can just dive in and talk about Authentic uh, a little bit and just your background, how you guys came together to to form the company, and and sort of what your specialties and expertise is at this time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was all sort of a love story on Twitter. I think Bryant Bryant tells the story the best, but we, uh, Bryant was in Colorado for college. I came to Colorado after college and then shortly thereafter we started our own companies and we needed help on the design and development side of the, of the agency world. And we were sort of one another's yin and yangs and we, we met over Twitter. We were in the same circles and then we started working together. So, uh, that was a little more than 10 years ago and. We formed Authentic, I believe it was in early 2013, and so now here we are. Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm curious, who like slid into each other's DMs first? Yeah, Yeah.
2: I can't remember. (laughs)
0: Yeah, to be honest. Well, I was going out to Denver for just like some networking. Mm -hmm. I had moved to Chicago
1: from Denver. Was going back to Denver to kind of just, you know, rekindle some old flames and yeah.
2: Yeah, it was a train uh, trains passing in the night. I guess a little bit Mm -hmm. because he had just left to go to Chicago. And uh, we were just kind of like I said in the same circles, and then um, maybe it was literally just replying to some of the same threads Mm -hmm. on Twitter, you know, ten years ago, eleven years ago, Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, the the magic started. Well, I don't want to overuse the magic, (laughs) magic literally (laughs) and figuratively, but um, but, yeah, we just started connecting. um, Really liked uh, what he was all about and kind of what he stood for, and the uh, background he had in computer science. It just was really good fit for what we were both doing. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome.
0: So and in, in now it's been ten years, uh, and um, a lot of exciting work you guys have done. The first few years, I know, when we talked about it, we kind of a, a, a kind of a weight, wide range of industry experience. But in the past, you know, handful of years, you guys have really, you know, dove deep into the multifamily space. Uh, yep. how, how did that come about? And you know, I guess, what have you what have you learned as far as multifamily branding is different from sort of any other industry or corporate branding? Yeah.
1: So we uh, initially were working across industries, everything from small pizza chains in Chicago to Fortune 500 companies um, and really had a wide experience building a variety of different kind of online tools, digital tools, um, corporate websites, apps, e-commerce platforms, so on and so forth. Um, And then, you know, at the time as just kind of a function of needing to figure out a better sales process, we uh, looked at some of our clients and we were working with some real estate developers, some architects, some uh, urban designers, and then some cities and municipalities and we kind of dove in there, and that was our first kind of launch into the urban space, as we call that at the time. Um, really seeing how design and technology can add value to some of those problems, and then pretty quickly we saw oh, multifamily real estate development, lease up marketing, um, and saw a big opportunity to kind of take the skills that we had as these designers and technologists, um, but build tools, build processes, brands um, that can really innovate the way that you know properties are marketed and leased leased uh, up.
0: Uh. Yeah, and I'm assuming you guys started to notice as you were looking into multifamily how how bad the status quo is in a yeah. lot of areas and how 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 boring and you know just you know same old same old for property branding and marketing has mm-hmm. been for so long is that kind of what mm-hmm. drove you to the opportunity?
2: I, I think so. I mean I, we had fortunately we had the opportunity to work with some really forward-thinking mm-hmm. developers um, in the early years of that transition and we saw what it could be. And I think we also saw at the same time sort of what it was, what that status quo kind of average feeling was across the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that sparked a lot of that um, sort of internal dialogue around there can be um, this can be done a lot better across the industry. And and how can we play a role in that?
0: Yeah, no, that's that's, uh, I think that's absolutely true. And I think what is so cool about seeing you guys work and working with you uh, and, and, um, everything that we're, we're doing continue to do together is like, you guys take a, just a different and unique approach to thinking about brand. I think you really, you know, focused on the, the, the sort of resident journey, the resident experience, which is ultimately building that branding and marketing experience to, to, for the, for the benefit of the residents, but ultimately drives uh developer and client results. So right. do you want to dive into that a little bit? Talk about your kind of thought process philosophy. Yeah, I here. can,
2: I can kick us off there, I, I, you know, it's taken us a little while to, to get to this point because, you know, you got to, you have to understand and learn the industry first. And, you know, we spent a long time doing that, um, in, in previous years, but really having the, the, the mindset that the, the renter comes first and how can we kind of put ourselves in their shoes? What are they going to see first? What are they going to see second, third, fourth, fifth, and how can we impact that journey for them? And then from a brand experience perspective, how can we make sure that they feel connected, um, kind of sought after and wanted in that journey so that when they finally land in, a, in an apartment, um, you know, they feel like they've been taken care of from, from point point A to point B. And, um, I think that also tends to get lost a little bit in early development conversations around, um, this is actually really a, a business asset at the end of the day for the development partner. Um, and i in I know you have some really good thoughts around that, so I'll kick it to you. But, that's actually been something that we've been discovering over the last few years of our work too, is it's, it's one thing to talk about brand and, and, and executing really well creatively. But, um, I think where the power is unlocked is when we work with partners that understand that this is also a business asset. It goes well beyond just doing really good work.
1: Yeah. Um, so going to your customer's ex- or uh, leasing experience and, and, resident experience, I mean, before a lease signed, they say that, um, a potential resident will engage with your brand 12 times on average before a lease is signed and so from our perspective we want every one of those touch points to be very elevated and very on brand so in the same way that a developer is pushing an architect to create a very seamless on-site experience for a resident obviously we want that same experience to be brought before they even step foot on site Hmm. um, through the you know to create a very seamless leasing process so that when they do step foot on site they already have you know they are, can feel the vibe of the project, they understand the brand, they understand why they want to live there and what the experience is going to be like when they do uh, live there. And that itself becomes the asset for the developer. It builds their brand reputation, and then that brand reputation increases demand in the market, helps them stabilize faster. Um, so there's there's certainly uh, a mechanics to the creative strategy of it all that does impact you know the bottom line of the project.
0: Yeah, I think ultimately that's that's the 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 big thing that gets missed oftentimes. There's, there's this there's this idea out there that is I think predominant that that you know you're gonna build a brand and 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 just create a um, overall thing that you have to just you have to do because it's like mm-hmm. just oh well, we have sort of a little bit of a brand but we don't want to spend a lot of money because it's just a cost. It's really mm-hmm. not something that's gonna be any value. I just. I have to do it. One two three Main Street, you know, .com. We have a website, whatever. And so, but I think I think what we try to advise clients is, is exactly what you're saying there. And like, hey, this a good, well-designed, quality brand that increases the reputation in the market can drive business results. So right. both, like for example, an aspect of um, um, you have this sort of branded asset and perpetuity, but it also drives and increases, you know, the idea that residents are attracted to this property right. and drives rents, so right. faster absorption, higher rents better quality residents are right. all things that impact the bottom line of the property and that there can be a good solid return on investment for this marketing. Right. And I don't think that people have traditionally thought of the branding work as as
1: the, as the, having the ability to do that. They think of it as kind of an expense that you just have to pay when you're going to lease up the property. And there's really not a lot of thought. There's not a lot of investment put into it. And, it, and it's exactly that. It should be an investment. It should be something that does increase the
0: long-term value of the project and that's the way that we really think about it. Yeah, and what what where do you guys draw insights from in terms of, you know, the the residents in a market that you're trying to attract? One of the things I always say is like it's so important to be, you know, close to the customer or like knowing and understanding what residents want and need and 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 so how do you guys think about getting that in- information or determining who might be the target audience for a specific project when you're designing a brand and designing a marketing program for for a project?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few different ways. I mean, we have a pretty robust kickoff, um, plan or platform that we run our our partners through. And, um, we certainly get a lot of insight from, from the development team themselves, uh, people that work for them. Um, oftentimes they have had projects in the city or the, or the neighborhood that we're, we're going into. Um, so that's a big component of it. Um, I think another aspect is just the research and the due diligence phase that comes after getting that initial insight from the partner. Um, we do a, Pretty deep dive into that as well as competitive analysis. What's the rest of the landscape look like? Kind of what are we up against? Where can we improve and really make sure that this, this property stands out? Um, it's it's a um, it's a challenge in markets that we're not um, super familiar with, but I think that we really pride ourselves on on kind of putting our thinking caps on and um, getting kind of getting down to those answers, even if we're not you know intimately familiar with a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
1: positioning at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at the competitive landscape looking at um you know demographics of the area looking at the neighborhood what are the different interesting you know landmarks restaurants uh destinations of the neighborhood itself of the city itself um, of the region of the country um, so there's a lot of thought put into the actual concept and the identity that's created um you know that that takes effort that takes uh diligence to kind of come up with and you need a, a good process to figure that out mm. again it's not something that you can just kind of uh, you know, go on 99 designs and hire someone and get like, really, uh, you can that's certainly true. do that. I don't know how quality it's going to be, but, um, you know, if you do make the investment and you do deliver, uh, uh, an identity and a brand experience that is, you know, super elevated, it'll, uh, you know, provide some of the results that we've been talking about.
2: And that's where, that's where the magic happens, right? Like you, you do the research, you understand a neighborhood, you understand the history mm-hmm. of a place and you end up at a at a name, at a brand, and with an experience that actually makes sense in a neighborhood. Yeah, if you go to 99 Designs or wherever you, or you one two three Main Street, as you said, <laughs> it's just a it's just a name on a building, and then that building's just going to be a building like every other building, very average. And where we, where we really like to push our partners is you can be far superior to average. Uh, you know, think about it this way.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, and I always like to think about like, you know, differentiation is what kind of creates this a special, extra special appeal. So, you know, you can be like just a building or a project in the context of a market and achieve sort of market rents, market absorption, mm-hmm. sort of by default, as long as you don't really screw anything up. Right. But where you can drive a difference is by really creating a unique, differentiated, well-positioned brand Right. And 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 brand experience and resident experience and then also the demand side of it which we'll get into too but the you know marketing and digital marketing demand side of that as well that can drive and achieve market beating um results so higher rents higher um faster absorption and all those things that actually drive bottom line value right but i think the key thing that at least from you know us working together and talking and talking about this a lot is the idea that it's not just about like a pretty picture and a logo and some colorways it's about like a strategy right? right and so and I think that stems very much from positioning, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. like, who is this for? Why, you know, what what deliver, What deliver? value does it deliver and how right. is it unique in the market? And I think right. stemming from that point right. of view, and if you can, you know, again, another thing we, we advise clients and partners with often is like, let's get started early on this. Because right. like starting to build that during the design and architecture phase, you can really create this like uh, whole holistic experience that kind of just reinforces each other and makes it even more powerful to, to outachieve the market essentially. Right. Is that the Mm -hmm. kind of way you guys think about it as well? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think nowadays on a, um, you know, a new build property marketing property lease up, you know, you need a group of specialists that are all involved in different areas of the project. You need a brand specialist. You need someone who knows how to create the website, create a great digital experience that uh, transitions right into the leasing experience itself where the majority of the leads are generated. It's a it's a very specialized process with a lot of moving pieces. And that's essentially the thesis for like Authentic is we have all of those specializations in house and have one kind of comprehensive approach to kind of take a project from the early brand um, and identity work all the way through, you know, on-site collateral and pre-leasing and then have all the digital tools that are needed on a modern project to generate the leads that come in that powers and empowers the, uh, the leasing team. Um, so yeah, it's, there's a lot of different pieces to that puzzle. Um, but you know, a comprehensive and integrated approach is really where all the value comes from. Awesome. And I appreciate you plugging
0: the empower. Yeah, exactly. Drop drop that in. (laughs) Drop it right in. I like it. I like it. Awesome. Best ever. Right. (laughs) Not even prompted. No. Yeah. Yeah. Very authentic of you. (laughs) Yeah. Drop those in. (laughs) This has been a magical conversation. It has already.
2: (laughs) I I would say too. I would just just to add to that, like to go right to your point. Um, you know, that's kind of been a hot take we've had from the very beginning, and and that is to say, leasing should not begin preleasing should not begin two months before a building opens. And you know, I think there is a status quo around that too in the industry where it's like we're getting to the point we're about to open. Okay, you know, time to start getting our leases signed. We take the approach of as far out as possible. Let's. Let's uh, nurture your renters, and that could be six months, it could be eight months, it could be a year out. And we've seen some pretty dramatic results when it comes to the time to actually sign those leases and, and who's in line and who's, who's not, depending on how the, the pre-leasing approach has been on a project.
0: Yeah, I, that's something that we 100% wholeheartedly agree on, and we've had a, you know an amazing level of success that is very clear and apparent when we get started earlier on projects um, to start that sort of the branding demand gen, you know, lead n- n- nurturing, resident nurturing early on. And we found, you know, in- incredible success pre-leasing, you know, a large percentage of large percentage of the, of the units, even before the building opens. Right. And I, I mean, that, that is just immediate cash flow mm-hmm. for, for, for a property that makes a substantial impact, certainly in year one financials, but, but ongoing as well. It drives, you know, drives cash flows. It drives, you know, ultimate property value. It helps You know, that momentum begets more momentum and keeps the building filled and occupied and creates a real buzz around it. So Mm -hmm. all these things really, really just work very well. Right. What have you guys, when you're talking to a new um, sort of partner or client or prospect, you know, what's the take on that from a developer standpoint? What feedback do you get, like, as far as hesitation to getting started earlier? Most of them kind of, you know, buying in now the the way you were talking about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the main hesitation is just that, like, people aren't in the market searching for apartments, Mm -hmm. you know, six months early, which isn't wrong, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't be building awareness of the project, which is kind of like the first step towards creating demand. And so we're always advocating for getting on-site signage as soon as construction starts, just so that you can both start building awareness um, and then also launching the Project Splash page, again, is kind of an awareness building tool, but then also to control the narrative of like your mm-hmm. project. Um, there's gonna be tons of articles that are written up. There's gonna be a lot of uh, kind of people having things to say, but you know, being able to control that narrative online where you know the primary uh, people are going to l- uh, learn the most about your project is, yeah. is super important.
2: Yeah. And another, I mean, significant pushback has always been: do we need to hire somebody full time to do this for mm-hmm, the next right. six months or twelve months? And I, you know, I think the answer is no. It can be done in a in a le- kind of lean and mean way, so that you're maybe touching it a couple times a month and kind of keeping it humming along and working with a creative partner, like Authentic, for example. It's not a lot of added overhead to a project cost, certainly not a. it's not a full time leasing, yeah. you know, consultant um, on staff. And so it can be done in a way that's really thoughtful, but not, you know, killing any budget. Well, I
1: think it's zero added cost. You know to be direct about it like when we're when we're doing pre-leasing campaigns you know we're not doing paid ad spend during pre-leasing the majority of the time we're getting some signage on site um, we're doing some you know early organic marketing we're getting some email te- templates going up website splash page but those are all things that we would be doing anyways we're just starting it earlier and we're seeing the value that is generated from those assets um, come to the project earlier so it's really just a matter of getting started earlier to see the value earlier um, and you know it's hard to really say why we should uh, wait on some of those things if there is no cost difference.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's that's true. I think the perception though is that like this is gonna cost me more right. or do I have to hire a leasing person to start and we look at it the same way. There's the you know there's the there's the pre-leasing phase. It's not necessarily actively so you're not having to do appointments or have a leasing person or all that stuff, but you're you're starting to do that demand generation and nurturing side of it. That can help build awareness, build demand, build you know all, all of this momentum going into the start of actual leasing, uh, and when you're actually signing leases, doing tours, whether it's virtual or otherwise, in a in, in a model or, or offsite um, gallery or whatever it is. Right. But but yeah, you're right. It's definitely not a lot of added cost at all. Uh, in most cases, it might even be zero. So right. so it, it absolutely makes a whole lot of sense to start early. Right. I think the other objection. I don't know which one of you guys just mentioned it, but like, oh, people aren't renting that early, and yeah. it's like, you know, of course they're not. But this is right. this. There's a difference between marketing, right. and leasing, and right. how those things actually work. To you know, to to just again create that uh, you know awareness in the market to drive yeah. through, and again. To just to just to build. Maybe someone who sees, you know, a, a, a post or is on the email list, is interested in the neighborhood, what's happening. Right. Because hey, maybe they're gonna refer a friend to this building right. when they're ready to lease, for right. example. Right. Or or they're gonna also lease up, you know, come around next time when their lease is up and they're thinking early, whatever the case might be, it just it, it just makes so much sense. Right. That-
2: that's that's totally right that's on point point. and, and I, i'm thinking back to um, an announcement i saw on linkedin sometime in 2022 it was a marketing coordinator director for for a property and um, it was a beautiful property she was really proud of it um, and they had just put put up signage uh leasing signage at the property but the building was complete and it was ready to be leased like that day and so she was announcing really excited we're now leasing we just put the signage up and I'm thinking to myself, if that signage had been up for the last year while that, while that building was under construction and people walked by it every single day, because this wasn't in the middle of nowhere, you probably would have 300 people that yeah. want to have a conversation today, right. but now you're starting at zero and it needs to be leased next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just never made sense to me.
0: No, it, it makes no sense at all. That's what we've always done when we've you know started doing a kind of go-to-market campaign, you know, planning for projects, everything from working with agency like you guys to start to do the creative and the marketing side of it. And then, and then, and then, you know, the planning to like be pre-leasing this right. thing, like you don't wait till a building's open. That's right. just, co- that's such a waste of money. Right. If, if the debate is between like spending marketing dollars early or waiting, mm-hmm. like the amount of money most people are investing or that's the cost for marketing and, and, and creative is way less expensive than a zero on your rent roll for a few right. months. You know what I mean? <laughs> After a building opens or low dollars. I mean, it just, right. it's, it, it, in in so many cases, like investing properly in marketing. Again, we're going to assume you guys do a fantastic job, and mm-hmm. assume that we can spend and invest in marketing that actually matters and makes right. a difference and is effective, and not just boring and status quo. But effective marketing is 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 an ultimate tool to provide a solid return on investment. I mean, even just if you think about it, where you know you've got just a status quo start leasing, you know, a month ahead instead of four months ahead, and you know, you have sort of boring branding and nothing that actually drives impactful kind of appeal to an mm-hmm. audience that that is going to rent this building. If your lease up lasts three more months than it would with a bigger investment and your rent roll is, you know, $150,000, let's just say, that, you know, that $100,000 extra investment in marketing pays for itself three and a half times over, four right. times over. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just sort of, it's, it's sometimes hard because the status quo in this industry is just so, um, forgetful that you're not just building a building to build it, but mm-hmm. you, you're building it to lease it up. right? And so ultimately, the investment in marketing that's going to drive faster rents, higher rents, is is just such an immediate payback, mm-hmm. an immediate return on investment that it's um, it's sometimes hard for me to sort of understand why why um, it's so hard for some developers to mm-hmm. kind of see. Now, that, now, I'm not saying every developer. There's a lot of forward thinking developers yep. and smart people and clients and partners that we work with and probably you guys work with that yep. get it. And that's why they're seeing, you know, superior market returns, right. empowered returns, as we mm-hmm. like to call it here. <laughs> uh, yeah. But 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 I think that's the key part that as more and more people start to realize how, how important this stuff can be um, and why I'm excited to be working with you guys on, on, on a lot of projects, because I think we, we're going to continue to drive amazing results and that uh, financial results, better resident experience all these things across the board that, that sort of just drive long-term asset value of the properties mm-hmm. and, and create an amazing returns for, for developers, their investors, and their and their, um, and their and the, just a better place to live for residents, too. So. Yeah. And I think
2: there needs to be proof shown, right? Like, there needs to be, if it hasn't been done this way before, well, show me that it can work. And, and the more projects that we are able to roll out, where we see results with 200 or 300 pre-leasing leads ready to go, we can then share that back with the industry and say, "Look, here's the proof. This is these these are the data points that we have for this type of approach. It works. Here's why we think it works. This is our hypothesis, and we see it playing out in real time. And, and this is kind of what you could expect, hopefully, right? Ideally, mm-hmm. on your project too.
0: Yeah, t- totally, without a doubt. And, and maybe that's kind of a little bit of a segue to also talk about not just obviously we've we've led in with a lot of the creative strategy, the positioning, and things, but. How do you guys then think about taking that creative, creating a playbook and a sort of digital strategy, whether it's websites and and you know, uh, or, organic uh, social, organic uh, SEO, or, or you know, digital email, all, all that stuff. How do you think about kind of building campaigns from the from the positioning and 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 um, uh, strategy standpoint to kind of actually generate real demand?
1: Yeah, the in our branding process, like we have several different deliverables. one of the last deliverable after we've gone through the brand and identity design, we've created the brand guidelines and you know the logo marks and the word marks and the, really the way that the brand is going to come to life. Um, we offer a brand playbook. And so that is basically uh, going through those 12 different touch points that I mentioned kind of earlier in our conversation that uh, a potential resident would go through um, and, and activating those 12 uh, touch points with the brand itself. So, you know, there's so many different pieces of collateral, that, uh, both print and digital, that we need to really account for in the entire leasing journey. Um, and so that's what the brand playbook is. It's it's being very intentional about the ways that the creative uh, is activated into each of those touch points, um, which then, you know, creates that overall leasing experience. Um, and then, you know, kind of to our background and what we were talking about before, um, we come from a place of being a web design tech and technology mm-hmm. company, you know chris's background is in graphic design 3d animation mine was in software engineering and website development Um, so we've always brought this very digital focused slant to the work that we do um and that kind of shows up in you know our ability to run these digital campaigns that do generate leads um and you know we have a property marketing platform called amplify that you know, we think delivers the best user experiences and leasing, digital leasing experiences um, in the industry. So that's definitely a big part of, you know, the authentic playbook um, yeah. with how we market and lease projects.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd love to talk a little bit more about uh, Amplify, which mm-hmm. is your proprietary sort of website management system, content management system that you guys build all your custom websites yeah. on and, 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 and specifically you've designed it for multifamily. Right. right? And it's, so it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah i'll let you guys talk about the the, the sort of benefits of it and, and what, what it does and why you've designed that um to deliver more
2: effective leasing branding and marketing experience yeah you know going back to some of the earlier conversations we had during the transition into uh real estate or multifamily at the time again we were calling it the urban space because mm-hmm. we didn't really know what we were totally getting into at the time but one of the big things we learned was there needed to be something in between the square space and the custom fully custom website because the, you know, the, the gap in price was just massive. That mm. chasm was something that wasn't really being filled very effectively. And so with Amplify, we thought about it through a componentized system essentially. So we ultimately designed, uh, 40 or 50 design components that can then be edited, adjusted, and sort of made, um, quote unquote, custom to each of these property, uh, properties on their property website. So every time we roll it out, we're using some of the same ingredients, but all the ingredients are being mixed a little bit differently every time. So it really ultimately allows us to put out sites that feel very custom. They're very unique. Um, and we have, you know, with our background, we have a very UX and UI forward mindset in terms of how they should function and, and, and really um, perform from a renter perspective um, and hopefully drive leases a little, bit, a little bit more quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we there's this idea of like widgets in the prop tech world and how like all the latest widgets are going to lease up your uh, website. And I think that's true in a lot of like property marketing platforms where there's kind of a lot of bells and whistles, but at the end of the day, the ultimate user experience that's created on the website is still not great. And that's because there's just not enough detail put into the design aspect of um, some of those platforms. And so with Amplify, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel to create kind of like a bunch of widgets. Um, we're really just trying to offer the most high end, elevated design experience and leasing experience um, that we can
0: uh, through the tool. Yeah. I, I think that's a great little sort of double click point there to mm-hmm. talk, talk about this idea. I, I say, I often say, like, you know, tactics in search of a strategy or widgets in search of a right. strategy and like, you know, put put a uh, put a pop up box on the website. Promote right. the hundred dollars off this month. Or right. put a you know put a contact form. Put a video. Put a you know put a pop up thing. Put a slide in. Update. Right. It's like oh Jesus Christ. Next thing you know, it's a full mm-hmm. circus act. Speaking of <laughs> right. circus, yeah. um, And and it just looks terrible. It feels terrible. It actually leads to worse results because it just right. adds so much friction in so many cases. And right. so I think what you guys have really done in a uniquely way is put that you know user experience, mm-hmm. prospect experience first which leads to an overall better feeling less friction more likelihood to actually convert into a lead or appointment and then more likely to continue to build that through the whole leasing process to right. convert to an actual lease and a happy resident. so right. uh that's that and that's cool but at the same time you have these tools and all the yeah. user interface stuff that that you need to make it work but just right. not a cluttering of mess of kind of a check a box you know not to knock other vendors out there yeah. but it's like this is like Idea of like click a box for like what you want x y z in your website instead of right. uh, instead of having a agency like yourself studio like yourself, actually building something around a strategy.
2: Right. Yeah. It's not to say that, and you're not saying that all widgets are bad. And no. you know we're not saying all widgets are bad because we have widgets Ooh. that are a part of Amplify as well. But I think you know when you see a banner, an overlay, a corner widget, a chat widget, a sidebar tag to chat, you know, and you have start to get five, six, seven things on a page. And then you try to pull it up on your mobile phone mm-hmm. and you realize I have to click away from three, four five things to even get to what's the headline of where I am mm-hmm. on this website. That's obviously a huge user experience problem. Mm-hmm. And you see that really industry wide and, and it's not to blame one person in particular or one group in particular, but the stance that we take is. Yeah, we have those tools if we need them. Maybe let's deploy one or two of them, depending on what the goals of the property are or the stage of the lease up. But we don't need to go through and check the box on all of them uh, and, and, and get it to a point where you can really barely use the website. Yeah,
1: and, we, and we've seen that in some of the data. You know, we'll take over projects that aren't built on Amplify's or that are just, you know, use maybe poor design conventions and the time that users are spending on the site is very low mm. versus if you have a simple, just straightforward user experience, they're just going to be spending more time on the site. And that's ultimately what you want to drive conversions. Mm.
0: I think especially it's a great point to to talk about sort of mobile, right? Because mm-hmm. most of the web visits are mobile these days. Right. And so you've got to make sure that, you know, and everyone's kind of, I think, often has fallen of trap. I, I viewed it on my computer. We're in a meeting. Let's view this website on the computer, and it needs a pop-up or whatever widget. It's like, well, have you looked at it on mobile to make mm-hmm. sure that this is the right things? It's first and foremost, people are visiting on mobile. Right. So, right. Mm-hmm. I know you guys really take that seriously and mm-hmm. build that into your, your yeah, structure.
2: I, I would say, like industry wide, mobile is. I mean, it's obviously the the majority these days. I think just to earmark and say, look at your data and just mm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, as as you you know, as you're rolling out sites or as you're going back and reviewing data from websites that are already existing. But, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like I said, going back to my previous, um, example, pull it up on your mobile phone. And if you're spending 30 seconds trying to click things away, then there's a problem there. And you really need to think about the user experience, uh, with someone just on the go on a lunch break or whatever, trying to get information fast. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, Where do you guys drive your inspiration from? And you know what you you like to talk, I know and I agree that you guys are forward thinking and trying to iterate design and and iterate marketing. Where do you get your inspiration to do that?
2: Yeah, for me, I I like to tap into what's being said in the industry. What are other creative minds and and thought leaders thinking about looking at where are they visiting? Where are they traveling to? Um, We talk a lot about hospitality and how we can pull a lot from hospitality over into multifamily and sort of use that to inform development partnerships. I think that's really important, especially from a brand experience perspective. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of really good examples in hospitality of um, feeling, feeling welcomed from the initial email that you get after making a reservation, for example, and that extends through check in through your day to day at a stay in your, in your hotel room, let's say, and so forth. Um, I think that's really important just to have a pulse on all of that and then think about how you could apply that into multifamily. Mm -hmm. Mm, Definitely. And I think that makes a
0: lot of sense. And I feel the same way. It's like looking outside the industry, especially hospitality. I agree totally. There's so much to be learned from that part of the industry. But also just like, you know, what what are some of the really interesting and unique forward thinking large corporations doing and what are. You know, what are what are some other industries? It might even be, you know, some SaaS platform. How are they talking to customers? There might be just some inspiration out Mm -hmm. of this that you can say, okay, how are we going to communicate and build this resident experience from from the ground up, essentially, Mm -hmm. such that it can, you know, create a remarkable place for them to, to appeal to them to live in and then actually move in and live in. And I think. By doing that the brand creative and being able to convey that through the whole experience is is just really a powerful mm-hmm. a powerful opportunity to create happier residents and better places mm-hmm. to live, which is which is really the the, the the big magic sauce that I think we're all we're all sort of striving for. Yep. Yep. Um, do you want to dive into maybe just your process? Let's say a new prospect comes and talks to you. How do you, how do you like to get started and how do you, you know, how do you think about beginning your process with a, with a developer who comes to you and say, Hey, we have a new project in the works and how do you, how do you get started? Yeah. I mean, you know, quick intro call just to get the high level information of a
1: project, you know, the, the unit mix, the location, um, the demographics of the area, um, Yeah. Understanding kind of the the architecture of the project. You know, are there any mixed use attributes of it? Um, Kind of just getting all the high level details, which allows us to kind of dig in um, and really start to put together like an initial strategy. Um, Once the project starts, we usually walk them through kind of like a three phased approach. Uh, It starts with the design phase where we're really coming up with a brand identity um designing you know all the brand guidelines that culminates with what i was talking about before about the brand playbook that shows the you know the 12 different touch points um and all the ways that the brand is activated through the entire leasing journey Um, then after that in phase two we're really focusing on pre-leasing so that's taking some of those brand activations um, from the playbook and then starting to activate them on site during construction to uh, drive pre-leasing leads to the splash page website build early uh, local awareness and demand um, and then starting to do some early uh, nurturing campaigns to kind of stay in touch, continue to nurture people who have expressed interest in the project. Um, and then it, finally, in, in kind of phase three, it's it's the lease up marketing, the demand generation um, of taking a lot of that uh, early local awareness, that early demand that we've built and really scaling it with all of kind of the the digital tools, Amplify being one of them, um, in addition to kind of the digital marketing Pay per click, um, organic marketing that we would be doing to really scale that demand.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Is there anything that you know you've got learnings over the past few years working with clients? Like, what what makes a most effective kind of client relationship? Like to create that partnership. Is there something that you would like want developers or clients to know coming in? That's like how to best work with us, or what's the, what's some of the you know what's some of the maybe the mistakes that are made, or you know just early early kind of thinking. If if you had every client in the future that. Uh, you know, what should they know coming into
2: the process? I go, I go right to just having an open mind. You know, I think um, one of the things that I try to sort of put myself in their shoes with is, you know, more or less with, with the type of client that we work with, they've done a few lease ups Mm -hmm. over the years, you know, but they're not doing 10 lease ups or 20 lease ups a year. And we are. And I think that, You know, being able to come in with an open mind and kind of hear recommendations, hear it out, vet everything out. Sure, maybe push back on a few things and we can have some conversations around how to best approach it for that particular property. But really coming in and being willing to view a partner like us as an expert, because we are doing 20, 30, 40 lease ups a year. We kind of understand best practices and we also understand, you know, what we should probably be staying away from. Mm -hmm.
0: I agree with that totally and this is the same thing that we talk to clients about as well. You know, development is a team sport, right? And you want to bring in experts from all these fields whether it's architecture, construction, branding, marketing, leasing, property management. And so, the the faster you can assemble that team of like high-quality professionals, trust, you know, the work being done set out, you know, obviously developers oftentimes have this amazing vision coming in and this foresight and how to, you know, really build a project or design a project and create a neighborhood and all these things that are really amazing, mm-hmm. you know, raise capital and assemble teams, but the faster that that they can assemble a good quality team that's all kind of communicating and working together really helps make projects a big success, mm-hmm. especially from these things that we're um, talking about here, like aligning your marketing, branding you know, team with your, if there's a leasing team or a property management leasing team, whatever it might be, aligning those closely very early on is super helpful yep. because I think you guys know, maybe you can even speak to this. When we are, um, um, from our standpoint, as a kind of lease up and, and management company, When we're, you know, bringing in and having a holistic creation of a go to market strategy overall with brand, with marketing, with, you know, all this stuff together, we can operate much more effectively and it just leads to way, way, way better results. Right. Yeah. I mean, that kind
1: of goes back to what I was saying before about like a comprehensive, but like integrated approach. Mm. You know, there's a lot of specialties that are needed nowadays to lease up projects, you know, especially when you're thinking about the digital aspect of, you know, the work that digital marketing does. Um, and so, yeah, thinking about it very holistically and kind of bringing everyone to the table to, to, to put that plan together, um, you know, is, is super helpful at the very beginning of the process.
2: Yeah. When we think about our most successful projects, I would say those are the projects that were most closely connected to the leasing partner or a property, I would say hands down. And, and when there is a, a disjointed relationship between what we're doing and what they're doing from a go-to-market perspective, it always ends up a lot more uh, rocky i guess lack for for lack of a better word but when we're able to kind of fall in sync fall in line with the leasing team they get it we get it uh the outcomes are just so much better yeah
0: yeah and the 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 truth of the matter is you know oftentimes the leasing team the management team is like much closer to all the residents in the market and understands the sort of the needs the wants and to be able to incorporate that in early is super helpful and then um on the flip side of it from a marketing standpoint process it's like again Getting that feedback, like what's working, what isn't working, what messaging is resonating, and be able to iterate and kind of you know continue to uh, iterate what we're doing and then amplify from a messaging and marketing standpoint it makes so much uh, positive impact to, to accelerate lease ups. That it's just it just that really just has to happen. If I was to put a fine fine sort of uh, point on that, I think that's the the major factor that alignment um,
2: that allows for lease ups to go much faster and more Mm -hmm. successfully. Right. And just having that open line of communication, what's literally going Mm -hmm. on at the property, how things been going, what's coming up next, the sort of like insider details Mm -hmm. that make us do our jobs better, Mm -hmm. which in turn makes leasing go better. Um, and even with stabilized properties, long, longer term, ongoing marketing, Mm -hmm. same thing, getting insight from, from the the ground level, um, goes a really long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And it's like even like getting local uh, on-site content being generated and things that are not just, you know, oftentimes, you know, there's sort of agencies out there, whether they're trying to manage social accounts from afar, and it's just like just generic and bland and not sort of specific to the project, not specific to the people on site. And it's like, okay, it's fine. It's sort of a presence. But when you can coordinate that and build really cool kind of on-site content and incorporate that on, whether it's just in an email that's going out or whether it's on social or anything else or even in ads it can just be a much more powerful tool to yeah. to accelerate lease up.
1: Yeah, and beyond, you know, mm. once the project stabilizes, um, you know, if we've done our job well, you know, the marketing tools that were that we're using to stabilize the property can also be used once the property is stabilized for ongo- and to reduce, you know, uh, operating and marketing costs. Um, so that's really important as well that we're also thinking about um, when we're kind of putting the strategy together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a good, a good point to consider all of this exact same, you know, strategy philosophy applies absolutely to the, to the stabilization period and, and, and turnovers and reducing turnovers, helping continue to build the demand that, you know, drives rents higher, but delivers a, a, a great resident experience the whole time as well, for sure. All of that same concepts apply on an ongoing basis.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we've been having, you know, chats about kind of like process, uh, documenting process essentially. Mm. Um, and you know, during the stabilizing and lease up work, that's a lot of what we're doing on the brand side. We're really documenting the way that this brand should really be impacting the leasing experience and the, in the digital marketing, um, work. And then that playbook, I know we've used that term a lot, but that playbook can then be applied to, you know, post stabilization, um, marketing. Yeah. Yep.
0: I mean, I think that's what I'm, I'm really excited about working with you guys and and really kind of creating a more Cohesive and aligned strategic, you know, go-to-market strategy. So yep. from start with brand and design and marketing and leasing and stabilization, and it's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty fired up to continue the conversations we've been having here to really make that work in a, in a very unique and very powerful way mm-hmm. in the in, in the multifamily market. So that's yeah. what I'm I'm fired up about yeah. here And yeah. these conversations
2: we've been having. So yeah, so it's exciting. It is. And and again, just to reiterate, with authentic going to be able to when we're at a point where we're going to be able to say leasing is now a part of what we can offer on select projects it's just going to go such a long way because as i said when we don't have that direct line of communication for any leasing services it just gets a little rocky yeah and when we do have that direct link it just goes really smoothly for everyone Mm -hmm. and i think it's just going to make that go to market um a lot more attractive to, uh, to a lot of future projects totally totally yeah um, so, what else have we have we not touched on
0: that you guys think is important for you know developers, y- you know managers, owners of, of properties to think about? If anything,
2: I would love to just plug a couple projects that we've worked. Yeah, on yeah. Let's talk. I'd love to, to. to dive yeah, into that. Thanks for the reminder. Of, speaking of data, um, I have a couple written down here. So there's a there are a couple in Minneapolis. You know, I'm I'm in Colorado. Bryant is in uh, uh, Minnesota, and so we have a lot of great partners out of Minneapolis. Um, but one project uh, called Kenton House, I just want to speak to sort of like this renter nurturing journey and kind of how they how that all comes to a head when it comes time to actually sign leases. That property um, specifically, we had over 300 leads nurtured through that longer uh, pre-leasing lifecycle. Um, in the, the first week, they had 60 calls, 60 people reaching out to them saying, are you ready to go? Give me more details. I've been on the list, you know. And by that Friday, they had 10 leases Mm -hmm. already signed. And it was just a huge, amazing result. I think that was six months ahead of time on that Mm -hmm. one. And then there was another one called the Aubrey, which we're really proud of, another great project in Minneapolis. Um, Through that process, we got feedback from the development partner saying, hey, this this went over so well in the neighborhood, we were able to increase rents by 5%. Mm -hmm. And at the end of kind of like looking at the numbers, after the first year, we were able to add almost a million dollars of value to the property (laughs) itself. And so when we hear results like that, obviously (laughs) we love it. Um, But being able to put that down on paper and show that to the industry and show that to future partners goes a long way because it's social proof, but it's also just data. It's ROI. It's what developers look at all day long with their pro formas. And we want to be able to to sink into that conversation as well and be able to speak their language too
0: yeah no those those are great examples i think that's that's a very good point like every you know if we're achieving over pro forma rents because of an investment in sort of marketing and branding ahead of time and like you said five percent increase of rents in this case led to a million dollars additional asset value Mm -hmm. year one right Mm -hmm. year one boom just like that and you know that investment, whatever it was in marketing, it's five, six, seven x return just for that alone. Never mind, you know, not even counting the early cash flows. Right. So, um, so, so it's a, it's, it's really, you know, to find a team that can deliver on that, um, that concept of excellent marketing that is going to drive actual results. And that, that's, I will say, that's the other thing, just to give you guys kind of kudos for this. I think you do a great job of thinking about it from a developer standpoint. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not just about you know, painting a pretty picture. It's -hmm. about what can we do to differentiate a project and drive results. Mm -hmm. Those results being a great resident experience and great financial results for the developer or owner or whatever it might be. And, uh, and 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 to actually have a a marketing agency who can also think about our you know brand and marketing studio that can also think about like how do we drive results mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. such a unique aspect mm-hmm. uh, in the in the industry overall from what we've experienced so I give you guys kudos for thinking about it that way for Thank sure you. yeah
2: yeah you know I think there's three I mean we're talking about three things here we're talking about putting together this brand and brand experience we're talking about the mindset of the developer we're talking about the mindset of the renter. And if you can kind of put the hat on of each of those and what they need to be and how they communicate to one another throughout this process, then uh, you know you're pretty far ahead compared mm. to some of the other things that we see in the industry. And we've always had pride and we can think about it from a business perspective. We can think about it from a renter perspective because hey, we were renters too, and that's a lot of ex- we've had a lot of experience renting. Um, and then you know we love design. We love putting together really great brand experience and uh, web experience. Mm. Yeah. And, and
0: uniquely with your own custom platform to do it in the most effective way that, right. that really actually works. Yeah. So it's like sort of this holistic approach that just sort of all ties in and works together and yep. you've got it well thought out and well, well crafted. So, mm-hmm. so well done. Must be that uh, magic background you have. I think, uh, think it was. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Absolutely. laughs> well guys, I, look, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate all the insight and the input. I'm glad you guys were able to make it to Boston to the, yeah. you know, Charles gate world headquarters here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and more, uh, more big things to come with this, uh, this, uh, this partnership and, and exciting work that we're going to be doing together here. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to Absolutely. reveal them, not to tease the audience too much, but uh, right. but we'll tease them a little bit. More yeah. to come. Yes, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Great yeah, nice conversation. For awesome. Sure. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empowered Returns. If you're a forward-thinking real estate investor or developer looking for actionable advice that will help you generate market-beating returns, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. I'm Mike DeMello with Charles Gate, and I'd love to connect on LinkedIn and further the conversation for any specific questions you may have. Thank you for listening.